Just click it for me so I can. Thank you. Hallelujah. Romans 1 13 through 18. Thank you. Romans 1, 13. We're continuing in our subject, Great Faith. And this is going to be the last uh, uh, part of the series on Great Faith. Um, I believe when we go into this new year, we're going to learn how to walk by faith, live by faith, speak by faith, and move by faith. Somebody say, by faith. By faith in God. And so I want to provoke you this morning to understanding the faith of God and understanding how to be unashamed. How to be unashamed. Amen. Amen. Romans 1.13 Romans 1.13 through 18 Now I do not want you to be unaware, brethren, that I often plan to come to you but I was hindered until now, that I might have some fruit among you also, just as among the other Gentiles. I am a debtor to both Greeks and Barnabas. Uh, excuse me. Bar uh, somebody say that for me. Thank you. Barbarians. I'll get my mind twisted this morning. Both wise and unwise. So as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. So as much as what? I'm just making sure you're paying attention. As much as what? In, me. in who? In me. I am able to go preach the gospel, which means the gospel starts with what's in you. You can't preach what's not in you. The gospel starts with what? what's in me. Can you say amen? amen? I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation to everyone who believes. For the Jew first and also for the Greek. For the righteous of, righteousness of God is revealed from faith to what? Faith. As, is, as, is, as is written, the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by Faith, you may be seated. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. Come on, we're going to do one of them look at your neighbor things real quick. Look at your neighbor, say neighbor. You look so good. It's time to live by faith. Look at another neighbor. Say, other neighbor. Other you look so good today. You look so good today. Live by faith. Live by faith. Amen. <laughs> Just making sure you woke. And I'm going to try to sit down today because I, I really want you to be taught. Amen. Amen. I think we get enough preaching yet. I, I really want you to understand. The Bible says, with all thy getting what? Get what? 
get understanding. And, and, and one of the things is for the body of Christ to manifest and become all that we're called to be, we must not only get, but we have to get to a place where we get to a, a understanding all that we're getting. Just because you get something don't mean you understand it. Yet, you don't have wisdom until you under. Wisdom is not wisdom of what you know, but you, excuse me, what you have learned intellectually, but you don't under. Understand. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You know what's so interesting about, uh, you know, me and my wife were talking about college. I was looking at something today. And, and one of the guys was talking about the colleges. And he said, today we got teachers that come in colleges teaching us from books and stuff that they don't under. So how are you going to, I'm paying money for you to teach me for what you don't under. So although we both go into the book, how can you interpret what you don't under? So I'm learning just as you learn. That's why your dependency should never be in the school in the first place. It should be in him. You go to school for, uh-oh, I lost some of y'all. Turn this down just a little bit. I go to school to understand what he's intrinsically helping me to learn for him. Y'all all right with that? Y'all was like, I, I was going to get that job. <laughs> you can do that. I was going for the check. But what you don't understand is, if you don't get to an understanding of the things and the will of God, you could be wasting your time for a paycheck, for a house. that could You could have been moving in houses. You could have been moving in lands. You could have been transferring to children, family, things that God has prepared for you before the, the foundations of the world. Most of us settle for what we See, rather than what we can really be. Amen. Somebody say, I'm tired of settling. I'm tired Come of on, say, I'm tired of settling. I don't know about you, but I don't want to settle for what I can see. I want to know what I can be. Because there is more in God than what you've seen so far. We haven't even scratched the surface. Somebody say, amen. Amen. And because we haven't scratched the surface, that means that you have the ability to manifest what hasn't been seen. Most of us think that everything is, you know what, I don't have nothing to do in this world because everybody took my ideas. Do y'all understand that nothing, listen, believers haven't even scratched the surface of what we can really do. Let me give you a tool of why. The world is, in, 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 we have many problems, do we? Yeah. Now let me tell you something. Your influence is based on what the problem is that you can fix. The problem with you is, the problem with us is, we're still trying to co copy what's already been made. So you're a copycat. You're living your life and your will on to be a copycat, rather than knowing to understand that the world was framed by the foundation of the world. Listen, we know that the world was framed by faith, which means whatever you frame by faith, you can get. The reason why you can see what you see is because of what God has put inside of you. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? How many of you have seen a problem and you've seen the answer to it? Have y'all seen the answer to it? Now let me ask you something. Why is the answer is not there? Somebody say, I am the answer. Come on, say, I am the answer. So Paul is saying, for I am not ashamed of the gospel. He was telling them, 
I am a debtor to you, which means I, I'm giving you things of the spirit. I'm giving you things of me. I'm giving you things of life. And I'm a debtor to you. And I want you to understand something about me. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is where my confidence is. The gospel is where my strength is. The gospel is where my life is. And I don't, I'm not ashamed to do what God has really called me to do. Why are you? One of the biggest things that hold believers back is shame. Somebody say shame. If we don't understand the, the, the root of shame, most of us, the fear of really doing what God called us to do is rooted from what is going to happen if we really step out there. You're afraid of what people are going to say. You're afraid of what you think about yourself. You're afraid of what they might say. See, you failed. See, I told you you wouldn't. See, the problem with us is we don't live for the things of God because of what we think many people might say. What can go wrong? So our comfort is really in what we can perceive and what we can see. Somebody say, I'm going beyond my sight. I am not ashamed of the what? I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Let me ask you something. Let me ask you something. What, if God, what, what has God told you to do so the gospel can be seen through you that we do not do because of what they might say? What book did he tell you to write? What ministry did he tell you to start? What organization did he say? I, I didn't need you to go buy a building. I just needed you to take one. And we have a vision. And we're going to run towards this thing. What, what company? Didn't some of you say, oh, they need to be clothed? Didn't you, some of you say they need to be fed? What are you doing that you see from the God perspective? God say, listen to me. I know you're fishers, but now you're coming with me. I'm going to teach you to be fishers of men. Somebody say, my job is more than my job. Somebody say, I'm a job of men. <laughs> I, I'm not just a fisher. I'm a fisher of men. I cannot be a believer. What is a believer? What are you believing to do? Let me ask you something. What are you believing to do? What are you believing to become? Most of us still hold higher the American dream than God's divine perspective in your life. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. We go, let's go a little deeper. The Bible says, Galatians 2.19 For I through the law died to the law that I might live to God. I have been crucified with who? Christ. With Christ. It is no longer I who what? Lives. Let me ask you something. Who is living? It's no longer I. Who what? Lives. It's no longer I. 
Come on, say it with me. Who lives but? See, it's no longer who lives. So how can you, I, be depressed? I'm going to leave y'all alone this morning. Are y'all ready this morning? How can I be anxious? How can I be hurt? It's no longer what you don't understand. The problem with the understanding is still understanding from I. It's no longer I who live, but Christ. Excuse me. Uh, 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 where we at? Where we at? No. Did, I, did I change it? No, but Christ lives in me. Christ lived in me. There we go. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live, somebody say, I now. I now. In the flesh, I live by faith in who? The Son of God. The Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace, grace of God, for it is righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. What he's saying is there's more to you than what you're living in the flesh. Because if you learn how to live and not put aside the grace of God that you were saved for, why would you put aside something that the reason why you were saved to live in? New life is in the grace of God. Y'all listen to me. New life is in this spot. Grace is right there. Flesh is where I transferred from. I used to live by the flesh. You used to uh, listen to the mind of the flesh, the thoughts of the flesh. I was controlled by the flesh. But now I said, okay, I give my life to Christ. I give my life because I can't do it no more. Somebody say, I can't do it no more. I can't live like this no more. My sanctity is not in even in, in, in the flesh. My sanctity is in him. So what you did was transfer into the grace of God, which is the spirit, which means it is not my life anymore. It's his. And I live on his strength. The problem is when I start to flirt with my old life. Ah, y'all know it's tasteful. It? <laughs> I flirt. Uh, I'm learning God, but this thing is a little tough. Everybody's against me. My friends don't even like me anymore because I'm not going where they want to go. My posse is not with me anymore. So let, let me just play around with, in, in both realms. Jesus said, if you're hot and cold, you might as well stay on over there. Y'all yeah, hear what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to help you is the grace of God is to help you live beyond what you can even do in your own strength. Somebody says, it's not my strength that matters. Come on, say that. It's not my strength that matters. It's his. This morning when you woke up, did you wake up in you or did you wake up in him? Did you wake up trying to get your strength together or did you wake up saying, God, because you died, because you, I have access to your spirit, access to your love, I'm going to wake up and say, because I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on you. Somebody says his strength. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life that I live now is in, not in the flesh, but it's Christ in Christ Jesus. Amen. One of the things is, if we don't understand how to get to his strength, you will always depend on your own strength. 
The reason why we fail in life is because you're still trying to use your strength for what only he can give you to move on that level. Do y'all understand? When, uh, listen, there is water that God will allow you to walk on, but you only can walk on it when you have his word. I don't know about y'all. You're more spiritual than you are natural. You know what's so interesting about the soul? You know when I was in the world, I'd go to the club. And I, I, I didn't fall asleep in the world. All night. All night. And getting down, you know, you know, headed there. But one thing I didn't do was miss church. I don't know about y'all. I didn't miss church. I might fall asleep, but I didn't miss church. So my soul was prepared. To, my soul and my body were like, it's club time. It's time to get down. All during the night. But when it comes to church, my desire was based on how I was raised. You didn't go to church, you go to hell. I'm going into church. So I sit there. Why? Because my soul, listen to me, your soul is hungry for information. So it loves the world because it thinks that the world has the answer. Uh, Y'all not hearing me. The soul is hungry for the things of, oh, I see what they do. I, I love that. I see him on TV. I love that. So it's hungry for that. So you'll wake up. You think your spouse is at the club. You think the love of your life is at the club. I'm not saying they're bad people. Because you're there too. <laughs> but because, listen, the hunger for what you think is, is driving, your, is putting your trust in those things. So you'll do whatever you have to do to go get that dress, get that skirt, get that shirt to make sure you make it there looking right and tight. I don't know about y'all. Y'all know why y'all acting like y'all don't go to them stores. I, I gotta look tight tonight. <laughs> you get the cologne, you spend the money, and you do your thing. Wow. Why? Because your trust in believing that if I can look a certain way, if I can get down a certain way, my confidence is in that. But when we come to the church. We do it out of religious obligation. We're here, Pastor, because we were told to come. What you got for us? Preach. Come on. Inspire me. So I can get through my day, get through my week. When God is saying, you just don't understand. That's right. Your life is hidden in me. In fact, you don't even know you until you come closer to me. That's why you self-sabotage yourself at the club. That's why you self-sabotage in your relationships. Because you don't understand that your life is in me. Let me tell you something. Most of us are living because we think we're young. We can play like this. Let me tell you something. You should be more, you should be beyond where you are. Time. Listen. Somebody say, I don't got time to play. I don't 
don't know about you. I don't have time to play. The friends that you think that are for you, when you start walking, doing what God called you to do, they might leave you. But when they leave you, they, they, they're looking at you and you don't even know what you're doing. But when they get in trouble, who are they calling? You. Why? Because the sacrifice to submit yourself to God, to know who you're supposed to be, rather than what they're faking to be, is what God is trying to help you to understand is your influence. The reason why you're still a slave to the world is because you don't understand how to submit to him and know who you are. Somebody say, I am not a slave. Come on, say, I am not a slave. But the Bible says, listen to me, you, are, you still are borrowed. Y'all ready? The Bible says, the, 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 the slave is the borrower who, who to the lender. Are y'all all right with this? I'm trying to teach you how to come out of that. Because what the gospel is the good news. What is good news? To get me beyond where I am. If you can't get me beyond where I am, I'm in the wrong place. Somebody say I'm going beyond where I am. 2 Corinthians 12, 3. And I know such man, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know. God knows how he was caught up in the paradise and heard inexpressible words, which is not lawful for man to utter. Of such one will boast, yet of myself I would not boast, excuse me, except in my what? Infirmities. For though I might desire to boast, I will not be a fool, for I will speak the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone should think above, excuse me, think of me above what he sees in me to be or hears from me. At least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan to buffet me. Least I be exalted above measure. Concerning these things, I pleaded with the Lord, how many times? Three times that he might depart from me. And he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, and my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, mostly gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. I'm going to stop right there. The Bible says, Paul is saying, I don't boast, I'm not going to boast in my revelation. I can see, don't, don't get it twisted. I can see. But I'm not going to boast because I want you to think that it's me. Because if you think it's me, you're going to misinterpret him. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? But what he's saying is, what I'm trying to get you to understand him. I ask God to take this thing away from me. How many of you have been tempted or pressured to do something? You're like, God, take this thing away from me. How many of you are going through and you say, God, take this thing away from me? I got my hand up. I don't know. Look, see, look. Y'all lying in church. <laughs> Lord, take this thing away from me. I cycle in this. Lord, take this thing away from me. I sleep up in this. Lord, take this thing away from me. Most believers, let me tell you something. Most believers think that they are sinners. That's why anybody that tell you a sinner, they're lying. You're a believer. You're not a sinner. Somebody say, I am not a sinner. The Bible say, all have sinned. That don't mean you are a sinner. All have. Why am I?
am I hearing all over the place? Well, out here on live TV, we're sinners. No, we're not. You are, I'm not. The Bible said I'm made perfect because of who you are. Although you're perfecting me in holiness. I am not a sinner. Say that again. I am not a what? Come on, say it again. I am not a what? Sinner. You are not a sinner as a believer. You make mistakes. You make errors. But you're not a sinner. One thing that he didn't understand about Paul is that he was single. Somebody say he was single. He was single. Everybody thinks he was sick. He wasn't sick. The Bible said, he said, listen. A messenger. Somebody say a messenger. A messenger is not somebody in the spirit. Some, he's saying a, a, a messenger, a person was sent to buffet me in the flesh. A messenger of Satan was sent to buffet me, which means somebody came to tempt me. And I said, God, take it away from me. He said, no, 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 no. Your grace is sufficient. Somebody say my grace is sufficient. God's grace is sufficient in every weakness. What I want you to understand is God sees your pleading. But the reason why he don't remove what you're pleading for is because he wants you to know that he's sufficient in every weakness. The problem with believers is we keep thinking our weakness is us. The reason why we're not manifesting becoming all that we're called to be in God because we still think our weakness is us. We think our sickness is us. If you, let me ask you something. If you got out of your weakness, y'all think with me for a second. You ready? If you got out of your weakness by yourself, how can God be glorified in that? So we're waiting, watch this. We're waiting to do the will of God when we come out of our weakness. We're waiting to go do the work of God. Because I'm not ready yet. My question to you is, when do you get ready? Ah, uh, yeah. I, I, I hope I can wake you up this morning. I'm trying to help you understand your latitude. When do you get ready? We're waiting on perfection. Somebody say, I'm waiting on perfection. How many of you told yourself, come on, let's be honest. We all told, how many of you told yourself, ah, I see God put something in my heart, but I don't think I'm ready for that. Mm -hmm. How many of y'all have that conversation with yourself all the time? I see, I see something God, let me tell you something. If God put it in you, it's uh -huh. for you. Ah, Jesus. If, if God put it in you, it's for you. So the problem with us is we still think it's our righteousness that's going to get us ready for his perfection. You're trying to get ready with you, not walking with him. Are y'all getting it? Paul said, I will, listen to me. I, 
He said, my grace is sufficient, for my strength is made perfect in my what? Let's talk about weakness. Somebody say weakness. The thing about weakness, and I'm going to teach you a big principle real quick. The thing about weakness is whatever you create space for, you gotta, it has to be filled. Say that with me. Whatever you create space for, it has to be what? So if I create a habit of smoking, first time smoking, boom. Now it becomes a week, boom. Now it adds on alcohol, add on in my sexuality. I started with one. I started with the. I'm creating spaces. When I come out of it, if I don't know how to refill it, I go back to it. I'm teaching y'all something. I hope y'all getting this. The reason why people don't come out of addictions is not because they're not good enough. It's because nobody's showing them how to fill the spaces that they created. Because once you create a space, it it would not close without you filling it what you need to fill it with. Let me share something with y'all. The greatest men of God was the most men that messed up the most. They were the greatest mess ups. The the most powerful men in the Bible was the powerful mess ups. Somebody say there's hope for me. Come on, somebody say there's hope for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If them jokers were there, come on, we have murderers. Come on, we got liars. We got all kind of people. There got to be hope for me. Backstabbers. Peter was so serious. God, I'm going to die for you. I'm done. No, I'm, I'm going with you. He said, boy, you just. Peter, let me tell you what you're about to do. When they come, you're going to cry. You're going to act like you don't even know me. And when the rooster crows, you know. He said, oh God, he said, I'm going to die for you. He said, I'm, I'm so sincere. But what you don't know is the reason why, watch this. Peter was able to be the one of the greatest men of God is because he denied him. Not because he accepted him. Y'all not ready. I'm sorry. I I didn't break this down enough. Let let, let me help y'all understand something. You only can know God for where you... You only know he's faithful for where you messed up. Adam and Eve didn't know love. They didn't have a reference for love. How could they? Until somebody messed up. All they were were living souls. Just do what I... Say, you don't even know God until he turned your life around. Come on. Amen. So the capacity of God using you is what you can feel in your weaknesses. Y'all better write that down. Some of y'all missing this. You waiting for a scripture. I'm, I'm giving you a word. The problem with us is we keep looking at our weakness like, I'm not ready, I'm not ready. He's like, Don't, see, if you understood, I can feel that. <laughs> and you're going to have greater capacity because you allowed me to feel that. Somebody say false. Weaknesses. 
and error. Faults, weaknesses, and error. Faults, weaknesses, and error. Error is when I, I do something and I don't know what I, I, I did it and I don't really know the truth about it, but I'm just doing it. It's just error. I don't mean no harm. Weaknesses is I know what to do, but I don't have the strength to do it. Faults is I did something that I knew what I wasn't supposed to do. We usually live out of one of those realms that's what's holding us back from getting to the grace that God is wanting to fill the space that you can live from. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Somebody say, give them your weakness. You are only as great as your weakness you give. You are only as great as the weaknesses you give. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Least I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelation. A thorn in the flesh was given to me. Why? Because of what I'm showing you, son and daughter, I need you to understand. I'm going to keep reminding you that it was me that gave it to you. But the day that you don't have need of me, we're going to have a problem. He sent a messenger with all the revelation I have. Listen, let me tell y'all something, spiritual people. I know you're deep, but when the flesh wants something, it wants something. Uh, can y'all say amen? amen. I, I, see, uh, when the flesh is calling, it's calling. Mm. When the refrigerator is calling me, that apple pie, that ice cream sitting in there, it's calling. It's calling. I know God said fast. Fast. With that sweet potato pie and that gumbo sitting in it. No, God, that can get old quick. Oh, y'all don't want to go with me. Come on, come on. When, when, when old Jimmy called you and said, why don't you just come eat popcorn? No, we just go and eat popcorn. Watch a movie. Can y'all can y'all go with me just a second? See, the problem with us is we're always hiding the flesh. That ain't me. No, but that's your problem. It's never you. Until you get into it, you're like, oh, it was all me, God. It's so me that you ain't even talking to me. No, see, that's the lie. Somebody say the flesh is weak. The flesh is so weak, we've learned to respond to it so quickly. We've learned to submit to it. The reason why believers are not seeing what they're supposed to see today, you don't fast anymore, you don't even pray no more. Your prayer today is so quick as a microwave prayer. Because you think grace gives you everything. But grace only gives you what you understand grace has. Y'all missed it. Grace can't give you what you don't understand grace came with. That's why a grace, watch this, that can't last to the end won't make it. 
Oh! I'm not going to go there because we, watch this. We don't even, you know what, what's so good about the gospel? We preach good news. But if you don't accept good news to the end, it's a danger. And the danger of salvation is people play with it and they don't know a serious business. They don't know because we preach grace, we preach love. They don't think that salvation is serious business. The Bible says this, the road to hell is wrong. But this way is narrow. It's not a playground. If you don't understand how to live that, be led by the Spirit in the narrow ground, there's a danger. Many believers are skipping their way. The grace of God. I do what I want to do, but the grace of God. I'm going to just tell them I love them on my deathbed. The grace of God. going to look at them. So you tried to trick me. All your life you lived for you. Now you're going to tell me. Now I'm ready to accept so I can go to heaven. You manipulate yourself. Let me step out of it. Somebody say his grace is sufficient. So God is saying, I love you. I love you. I gave a life for you. My life for you. But your weakness is lying to you. Somebody say my weakness is a liar. Come on, somebody say my weakness is a liar. That's why you keep telling God I'm going to fix it. Who told you you're going to fix it? Your weakness? Now, if you can fix it, let me ask you how. I'm trying to show you why you should always be hungry for God. If this doesn't provoke you to get closer to Him, I don't know what could. What I'm trying to show you, you can't be nothing without Him. I don't know right without Him. I need to pray. I don't just, I don't do it. If I don't, I'm a crazy man. My sanctity is because of Him. How, let me ask you something. How are you so sane in the world? Some of y'all are so normal in the world. Y'all are excited. I'm like, whoa. You excited in carnality? That's okay. Listen, if you're learning him, that's okay. But we can't stay there. Somebody say, I'm not going to stay there. Because what you're doing is putting him on the side and say, I'll, I'll pick you up later. The good news is calling you to go beyond your failures and faults and pick up his grace to run. He said, at least I'm, 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 uh, uh, I'm exalted above measure, which means Revelation gives you greater measures. Somebody say revelation, revelation. gives us greater measures. Greater measures. Which means the more you understand about God, the higher you'll go. Some of you are looking for a job thinking that's going to get you higher. No, wrong. It's when you know more of him. Because even if you get a greater job, you're still a slave to the job. I'm trying to teach you how to be a son and daughter from a king. We are not slaves. We don't walk around like, listen, like help hands. You are a king. Amen. Even when I minister on the street, people come to me like a regular Christian. I say, no, 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 no. Come on, we're going to walk for real. They hear me. They're like, oh, this ain't no, this ain't no play Christian. I got to get my life together. Why? 
Because they know they can manipulate those Christians. They just tell them, well, give me, give me, give me. But they don't have to change. But when I come to you, I'm going to look inside of you. And I'm going to say, destiny is calling you. Yes. Yes. We're not going to play this game. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? God is trying to give you an attitude and a confidence from Him that you don't, you're not playing Christianity, but you become the life, the life that breathes from Him. When you speak, you speak as oracle. When you move, you move as Him. When you say be healed, when you say be delivered, it happens. Everybody talking, but nobody can do anything. I don't know about you. I'm tired of a talking gospel. I'm ready for one that can do something. Right. I, y'all ain't ready. I'm ready for one that can move when, when, I say, when he say move. Mm. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. My grace. Somebody say his grace is sufficient. Grace is sufficient. Which means if you don't learn to lean on his grace, you'll never have enough strength to go where you need to go. If you never learn to live from the grace of God, you'll never... Go beyond your level of understanding intellectualism. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because the grace of God is what gives you the ability beyond your own. Where I come from, I'm not supposed to be where I am. But if I look at where I come from, I become where I come from. But because I look at him, set my sights on the reality of heaven. It doesn't matter where I come from. You can say what you want to say. But because I built an altar. And I stand up here and I see what he said. I can become what he said. The Bible says the problem with you is what you're seeing is not what he said. You're seeing what they said. You're as limited as what the last person told you. All right. Somebody said, there's no condemnation. condemnation. There is therefore no condemnation to those who are in what? Christ Jesus. Jesus, Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the what? Spirit. Spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made us free from the law of sin and what? For the law of, excuse me, for what the law could not do and what it was weak through the flesh. Let's stop right here. The law could not do because it was what? It was what? Which means the law will never fulfill what you need to get out of God. Most of us come to say, the reason, Pastor, I'm not ready to do that is because you don't understand what I did last week. You don't understand. I I prayed. Watch this. I apologized to God. But I'm still stuck. Somebody say apology Apology. and repentance. Are two different things. Apology. A lot of us are apologizing to God, but our mind don't change. I'm just really talking to four people this morning. Apology is when you're sorry. God loves sorry. It takes a sorrowful heart. But if you never get to a mind change, we haven't got to repent. Yes, that's good. If I'm full of perversion 
And I say, God, I messed up again. And I go into a, 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 a prayer with a regretful heart. God, forgive me. But my mind have not seen what he said. I was sorry, not repentant. Let me tell you something. The world is sorry. But God said, I came so you can change your mind. And even if you mess up again, you're still learning how to come with a repented heart. One thing God is going to train everybody in here is to stop doing the I'm going to get better. Somebody say, I'm going to stop doing the I'm going to get better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot get better. It's only God that can make you better. I wish every church preached this. It'll help so many people out. Because we struggle. We really mean well. We want to do well. But nobody told me that I can't get better. Although I hear it, but I didn't know that I, 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 God, you know what? This proved to me that I need more of you. Not that I need more of me. My weakness should show me that I need more of you, God. Not more of me. Doing more of doing Somebody say, I need more of him. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of the sinful flesh. He sent it in what? The likeness of the what? Sinful flesh. flesh, Which means the flesh has its own mind. It has its own will. has its own intent. The flesh can grow in its own mind, its own will, its own intent. But the flesh is only responding to what the soul is telling it to do. So let me ask you something. What are you entertaining that's making your soul respond to the flesh? You, you, you can't, I don't even know the artist today. You can't juke and jerk every during the week and then <laughs> think when it's time for temptation to come. I'm going to jerk up out of there. No, you ain't going to jerk. You're going to jerk right up in there. Because what, is, what was being built? The flesh. Actually, the flesh wasn't being built. The flesh was, watch this, the flesh was curing itself from its desire. What was being built was the soul. Because the soul was grabbing the information. And, and in your, when you wake up, I don't mean I wake up like, ah, that's all, I'm ready. Ah, it's, it's in me, I'm ready. Birthday weekend? Yeah. Why? Why did you wake up? Because that's what you're meditating on. Once it hits your soul, it recycles itself. It reinforces. So all you know, when it's time, when temptation comes, and you know Jimmy ain't no good. I don't know why I keep saying Jimmy. You know Leroy ain't no good. You know Lisa is just, you know she ain't no good. Lisa ain't no good. But all your, your soul is saying is booga do booga do. And then your body like, ah, they no good. It's desiring something. And I got to play out on it. I got to, because the flesh is desiring. It has its own what? It, watch this. It's not only desiring. It's lusting. Like right now. If I think about food, ah. As I'm eating a little bit, I look at my wife. Why? Because 
The flesh wants what it wants. I don't care how spiritual you are. The flesh wants what it The problem with us is we never learned in church. We thought because we're spiritual, the flesh going to shut up. So we pray our flesh away. Lord, take this, this feeling away from me. And we throw all on it. And we shout, I come out of this flesh in Jesus' name. And you say all of that stuff and it's still saying I still want it. Come on. Uh, I'm trying to help y'all. The flesh still saying, huh? I'm glad you all got that holy, holy on. I'm still here. Feed me. That's why some of y'all have to fast. You don't need to. You yes. have to. Thank you, Lord. Somebody say, I have to fast. I have to fast. See, oh, oh, he wanted to really, see, you're missing it. That's why you're never overcoming. Yes. You have to fast. Somebody say, I have to fast. <coughs> so the flesh, how many minutes I have? Zero. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Amen. The flesh, I'm going to close this. The flesh wants what it wants. But the problem, when you don't know enough of God, and you don't understand what he died for, you start blaming yourself for what the flesh desires. I'm teaching y'all something. I hope you're getting this. Most of us are not where we're supposed to be because we're still blaming what the flesh desires. So you count yourself as a sinner and not a saint of what he's done. Because you're still deciding based on what you do. Right. Not knowing that without you getting to him, you don't even know what to do. How can we save a world that's lost when we're still working by the works? <coughs> I'm trying to get us somewhere. I'm trying to show you there are two wheels playing out. It's your will that will always yield to the flesh. And it's his will that will always crucify the flesh. I gave you something just now. If I was you, I'd write it down. That, that'll be smart. You're always battling between two wills. Your will that loves, watch this, it will fight with information of what you've learned in church, but it will never submit to the will of God because it's still your will. So it will always yield to the flesh in pressure, in temptation, in times of, of trouble. But God's will will teach you how to crucify the flesh. Some of us think we're going to get what we're supposed to get in the flesh. Not realizing God is not obligated to show you all of you from a flesh state. This is why. If he give you knowledge from a carnal state, 
you'll manipulate it like the devil. That's, I'm showing you what happened to Adam and Eve. They got something before time. That's why when people are praying to get something from God without knowing God, I know they don't understand what they're trying to get. Because the Bible said, I wish above all else, watch this, that you shall what? Which means God wants you to what? He wants you to be in good health. The problem where we don't understand is the rest of that. Even as your Which means when you're prospering, when your soul is left behind, you sold yourself on the world. He said, why would you gain the whole world and lose your Most people in the world has lost their soul because they want to gain the world. Ah, I don't hear nothing. See, I'm trying to help you to understand. God is for you so much so that he's ready to push everybody out the way that's in the world to put you in the front. But the problem with you is you still keep trusting in what they're doing rather than what he's doing. All right, come on. God will, li- listen to me. God will make you look like you've never seen yourself to look. What you think you need five years to get to, God will do it in a year. See, I, I'm on another level of faith. I don't know about y'all. Next year is going to look like five years for me. All right. Come on. I don't know about you. I'm, I'm going beyond. The, the spiritual realm accelerates you. Somebody say, I'm going into acceleration. But if you don't understand acceleration in the spirit realm, you live like a normality of the world. You know, I'm, I'm scared to be in the mind of the world. You know why I'm scared to be in the mind of the world? If all my hope is, is to fight you, to get a promotion. Mm. Come on. Yeah. That's it. Wow. That's it. If all my hope is, is to wake up. Why should I open? Well, listen. Why should I crucify my flesh? Right. Right. All I just do is go to church. Yeah. I agree. Because my will is mine. Are y'all hearing me? Say that. When I ask you, who are you living for? Right. We even come in here, we think we're worshiping what they do up here. So we come in like, oh, look at Pastor, he has to sing his song. Oh, they don't have... See, the problem with us is we don't understand. The Bible says we're coming to a time where the true worshipers don't need nobody to say nothing. They're going to come in and say, Pastor, I'm so glad you got a word for us. All I'm going to do is conjoin with your word. I'm going to prophesy and conjoin and say, this is what God's saying. This is what I heard. the Because all during the week, I've been submitted to him. But we've learned to come in and say, what you got for me? Consumer. I got to tell you to give. I got to tell you to pray. I got to tell you to clap your hands. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. Why do I have to tell you? Because my week is not for him. My week is for me. I'm not listening. I'm not condemning you. I'm showing you something. It is not my will, but his will. I'm showing you something. I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I am not. This is what he means by I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Most of the people be ashamed to say this because, oh, it might hurt their feelings. Listen to me. There are many things that hurt your feelings. 
But sometimes I don't need a yes man in my corner. I need somebody to say, brother, I see you and I know you. I am not going to let you slumber here. Lift your hands. Clap your hands. You're robotic. So I can't just do worship. Because I have to fight too long. So let me praise to at least take down some of the flesh in here. Hopefully they get excited that he made a way. Made a way. See, they, they try to worship it. We're going to get it. Made a way. <laughs> Why? Because the majority of my time is not meditating on him. Why is meditation very important to God? Because it builds your conscience. Watch this. So your conscience and your subconscious can agree with him when you're ready to make a move. Most of us are saying, be healed. Your mouth is saying it, but your consciousness is saying, well, maybe they... The Bible said double-minded men should not expect anything from God. So the reason why we need to meditate is I don't have to go pray to get revved up, Rev. Because I'm walking in prayer everywhere I go. I say in the name of Jesus, be done. Why? I'm a walking miracle. Well, you don't know. It's finished. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? You can put it on something. You might know my name or something. God wanted me to tell you this morning that your flesh, let me say it this way, that your weakness is actually an opportunity to grow. Your weakness should not be the place where you stop. Your weakness is an opportunity to grow. Some of us throughout life, we've opened things. That, that we've lived in the world. Listen, back in the, my day, I'm an exposed pastor for a second. I used to say, I never smoke. I never do this. I never, you know what? The world would tell Listen, come you, on. You can say what you want to say. You're going to do it. Right. Come on. Preach. Because who's stopping you? You? <laughs> All you have to do is set the right environment for you. Yep. Come on. Yep. I'm prophetic. I see the smokers in here. Used to be. Come on. Hey. Uh-huh. His grace is what? There we go. Now somebody agree with, with me. Do you not know when I smell cigarette smoke sometimes? I can be in a, I can be outside and weed smoke hit my nose. I say, oh, something. My wife's like, what? My wife, she innocent, y'all. What you talking about? I say, no, I know that smell very well. Yeah. You better preach. And as soon as it hit my nose, a memory comes. Boom. Yes. Now the question is, are you going to play in the memory or are you going to crucify? Are you going to play with the memory? Or are you going to learn to crucify it? Because the memory is going to say, you remember what we used to like. But when you learn the, when you learn the love of God, there's something greater than the memory. Then you say, no, 
There's something greater than that. Yeah. The problem with you is you keep choosing that because you don't know he's greater yet. That's a, that's a word right there. So until you know he's greater, we got to tell you what to do. God, why am I talking about this? Because we are so quick to give you a story. Y'all like, Pastor, I'm preaching a story. He's not preaching. I'm giving you the word right now. We're so used to giving Paul and But what you don't understand is how to crucify this thing. It's so good that you got inspired by Paul. But if you don't know that when you get home, that that flesh is going to speak louder than what you just learned in church, you will never see what you need to see. Let me tell you something. What you discount yourself out is actually what's going to bless your ministry. I didn't, listen to me, I didn't wake up one day and say, I want to be a pastor. I promise you I didn't. The day the Holy Spirit hit me hard, I literally stood up and I had a, a big vision. It opened my eyes. And I saw my hand, myself laying hands on people for, I saw, I'm not going to give it up. But there are things that I saw. I was like, God, is this where you're leading me? And, God, and I said, God, I'm not ready for that. <laughs> so what y'all don't know is Believer's Connection was not a church in the beginning. It was actually a relationship. Come, yeah. come y'all know. Yeah. What I thought that I was trying to learn about what I was. He was like, that was okay. I'm going to shift it later. <laughs> I gave you that. You don't know what it's really coming to. Which means God gave you some stuff. You might be walking in some stuff. And you don't know. And there it is. You don't know what is really. Ah. Can you say amen? Come on, stand to your feet. Some of you, 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 you're still sleeping on me. I'm trying to get you out of where you are. And push you to where you're going. He said the steps of a good man, a good woman, are ordered. I might not. I might be still messing up. But God, thank you for the mess up because I know in the mess up you can feel it with your love. See, I'm talking to perfect people. I need some messed up people that say I never get it right. God is saying good. That means I can make you right. And so I'm looking for some people that will say, I'm not, listen, I keep getting it wrong. God said I can feel the wrong. Yes, Lord Jesus. Thank you. 